0: We just stepped on their face with a boot and broke their nose. One, two, three, Welcome to the Tide Run Podcast. I'm your host, David Bethay. We're coming to you today from Atlanta Fulton County Studios to talk about some Braves baseball. We are now one-fourth of the way through the season, so this is gonna be the Braves quarter one report. As always, you can follow us on social media such as Twitter and Facebook. You can email us, titlerunsports at gmail.com, and we are also available on every major podcasting platform. Alright, so we're recording this after Saturday's results, which was the exact one-quarter mark of the baseball season. The Braves have played 15 games and have a 9-6 and six record through those 15 games. That is the 8th best win percentage in baseball, and they are currently standing at the 5th seed in the National League. And again, remember that this year's playoffs will feature 16 teams, 8 from each league. And the Braves currently sit at 2nd in the National League East behind, wait for it, the 7-2 Florida Marlins. That's right, the COVID Marlins, who have actually only played 9 games at this point. So, in the bizarre world that is the current Major League season, I've got some stats and data for you to kind of evaluate. And we'll give grades to each different element of the team. Starting pitching, relief pitching, defense, bullpen, and overall grade, and then we'll talk about some trends that we've seen in this early season. So let's start with the Braves' offense. Few statistical rankings, hopefully they don't bore you. The Braves currently are 17th in Major League Baseball and OPS, which is on-base plus slugging. They rank 19th in batting average with a team batting average of 226. They rank number one in the majors with the most strikeouts at 161, and... That's with Dansby Swanson and Ronald Acuna at numbers 2 and 3 in Major League Baseball in individual strikeouts. They're 8th in Major Leagues in walks, 4th in total runs, 5th in runs per game, and 12th in hits. So, the most important thing that out of what I just told you is the fact that despite the Braves not having a high batting average and striking out way too much, they have scored the 4th most runs in baseball. Now, you have to provide some context for that because you have some teams in baseball that have played as few as seven or eight games. So it's much better to look at the runs per game where the Braves rank fifth at 5.26 runs per game, which is a very, very good amount. And it's also worth pointing out that these totals come at a time when the Braves' three all-stars, all of whom were also silver sluggers last year, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Ozzy Abies, are hitting at abysmal rates. Uh, Freddie and Albies hitting below their weight, with Freddie hitting at 200, Ozzy at 159, and Ronald through a recent hot streak, pulling his average up to a whopping 214. This goes to show that what was anticipated as one of the strengths for this team, which is their lineup depth, has actually been good. Marcelo Zuna has been fantastic. Dansby Swanson came out of the gate looking like an MVP through the first week and a half, although he's cooled off some. Big City Matt Adams has given you some timely hits. And then the catcher duo of Tyler Flowers and Travis Darnot have provided as much production from that spot as any catcher rotation in all baseball. When you add to that some really good production from Adam Duvall when he's had a chance to play, and it explains why the Braves have a top-five offense despite having very few players that actually have gaudy numbers. So you take a quick look around the diamond and you realize that you're getting very little production from first base, very little production from second base, great production from shortstop, very little production from third base, up and down production from right field, very little production from Ender and CRT when he's in center field, and then outstanding production out of left field between Adam Duvall and Marcelo Zuna. So in summary, the Braves have a top five offense while leading the league in strikeouts and getting very little production from half of the diamond, including their three best players. So if you're a Braves fan, you have to feel like if your stars start to hit anywhere near what their career averages are, this offense could really, really take off, and it's already been scoring enough to help the pitching out, but I think that's a reason for optimism. So overall, if you're weighing the production, especially the late-inning comebacks, which the Braves have still been able to do this year, and you weigh that against the strikeouts and the low batting average, I'm giving this offense a B- minus through the first quarter. The production is probably good enough to be an A- minus or B+, but again, the strikeouts and the lack of base runners consistently is concerning. But overall, I'm giving the offense a B- for the first quarter of the 2020 season. Moving on to defense, it's always hard to find good metrics that assess team defense as a whole. It's probably better done individually. People usually start with things like fielding percentage, which really isn't a very good metric. But but the one I chose to look at for today was defensive runs above average, which kind of takes several defensive metrics like zone rating and summarizes them into a nice tangible number. So, the Braves rank 8th in Major League Baseball in defensive runs above average. And honestly, when you watch the Braves, that kind of summarizes what you see with the eyeball test. They are an above-average defensive team. They get good defense from Freddie Freeman at first base. Very, very good defense from Ozzy Albies at second base. Excellent defense from both Austin Riley, who's been a surprise at third base, and Johan Camargo. And then great defense in center field with Ender Inciarte. One of the things I also like is due to the Braves' depth, They have the ability to make these late-inning defensive replacements and get their best defensive lineup out there. So they can pull Marcelo Zuna and put Adam Duvall in there in left field in the 7th through ninth innings, which they have done several times. And they have the ability to push Ronald Acuna over to right field and drop Ender and Ciarte in center in late-game situations. So you have an outfield of Duvall, Ender, and Acuna, which is an outstanding defensive outfield. And having said that, Ozuna, while not great on defense, hasn't been a disaster like m- many of us feared if he had to play every day. And Travis Darnot has been an upgrade over Tyler Flowers as a defensive catcher, which we knew coming into the season he would be. With Flowers having the reputation as a good pitch framer who just has way too many passed balls. And late this week, the Braves did add back Nick Markakis, who is probably overrated as a defender at this point in his career. He was actually pretty bad in terms of range last season. Uh, but he is another option as a guy that can catch and throw even though he doesn't get to a lot of balls anymore. So with that said and that limited data, I'm giving the Braves a solid B on defense through the first quarter of the season. Now on to the topic of interest and concern for most Braves fans, the pitching staff. So coming in, I think a lot of Braves fans felt good about Max Fried and Mike Soroka as their one and two, and with good reason. Soroka had a fantastic year last year, and Freed has been awesome this year with a 2.04 ERA, and he's been ace-like for the Braves this season. But the questions were whether Mike fulton would return to pitching the way he did the last quarter of the 2019 season, whether Sean Newcomb could pitch the way he did in the 2018 season, and what you would do with those last couple of spots with Cole Hamels injured and possibly not even pitching this year, and Felix Hernandez opting out. Is it going to be Tukey Desant, Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson? Who's going to fill this void? Not good. Unable to eat innings, giving up a lot of runs, giving up a ridiculous number of walks, and a bullpen that has been as good as advertised and as good as fans hoped it could be in the preseason after being abysmal for about three quarters of last year. And all of that is without your projected closer, Will Smith, who has yet to take the mound this year. So let me hit you with a few boring numbers. Overall the Braves rank 11th in ERA at 3.82, 10th in the league in strikeouts, 13th in walks and hits per inning pitched, 14th in batting average against at 231, and overall the pitching staff ranks twelfth in walks. So you hear those numbers and it paints an overall picture that the Braves have been a slightly better than average staff. When you break up the splits by starting pitching versus relief pitching, it paints a different picture. So The Braves' statistical ranks in starting pitching, in ERA, they ranked 19th at 4.66. Walks per nine innings, they are fourth highest in Major League Baseball. They are 12th in pitching war, uh, 19th in wins above average for pitching. And they have pitched 69.2 innings, which is 12th in baseball. To give you an idea of how poorly the Braves have done it going deep into the games, up until Thursday night's game, the Braves' relief staff had pitched more innings than their starting rotation. And to some extent, that was to be expected with the beginning of the year be a time when you were going to still be stretching out starters and having to piggyback people, and especially with the Braves having had so many injuries in the rotation and having to shift people around. But still, the fact that your bullpen had outpitched your starters in innings is not a good sign. When you take a look at the bullpen's numbers, they lead the major leagues in wins above average. They're fifth in ERA at 274 fifth in pitching war for the bullpen. They pitched 62 in one-third innings, which is also 12th in Major League, and they are sixth lowest in walks per nine innings. So overall, the Rays' bullpen has been one of the best in all of baseball, while the starting rotation has been at best below average. So overall, I would give the starting pitching a grade of D-plus in the season because past Soroka and Freed, you just really aren't getting very many good starts. Tukey DeSant just gave us a great start earlier this week. Sean Newcomb finally had a solid start. And those two have promise, especially with the movement they have. Tukey's breaking ball is just absolutely phenomenal. And Newcomb has shown an absolutely electric fastball. And when him and Tuki are on, they'll put together these innings where they look like future Cy Young Award winners. But they can't string together multiple innings in a game with good control. They have far too many games where they're, sh- they're throwing 85 pitches in five innings And it'll be 43 strikes and 42 balls. They just cannot consistently throw strikes. And looking at Tukey's great start the other night where he went six and two-thirds innings, he had nine strikeouts and no walks. If Tukey stops walking people, he's the easy choice as that third starter. But you could say the same for Newcomb. If Newcomb is pitching in the strike zone, he is a legit Major League Baseball starter. And so with those two, it's just maddening because you see the potential – they give you these flashes within the games of how dominant they can be and how electric their stuff is, but they are just so inconsistent. And while their up and downs may be just good enough to get the Braves into the playoffs through this regular season, through this abbreviated regular season, all know that once the playoffs come, you need two dominant starters. And it's hard to trust either one of them to give you two high quality starts in a seven game series so as you're projecting ahead of the playoffs you just have to hope that one of the two preferably both figure it out and can string together a series of quality starts to build some confidence and some momentum and or somehow the Braves manage to fix Mike Fultonevich again and get him back pitching like he did in August and September of 2019 when he had an ERA down to the low twos now having said that The Braves' bullpen has been a different story. It seems that no matter who the Braves trot out there, they throw strikes and they avoid big innings. There have been innings when the bullpen gives up a run or two, but they're not hemorrhaging four- and five-run leads like they were last year when you knew that if the Braves had a 5-2 lead, they needed to score at least three more runs in the sixth and seventh inning to feel like you were comfortable bringing in anybody that would be able to preserve a win. So we've used Chris Martin and Mark Melanson to close games. Shane Green looks back to his old self, and Luke Jackson is in an appropriate role in the fifth and sixth innings where his adventurous uh, pitching style doesn't put us quite so much on edge. If there's one thing you can counter from Luke Jackson, it's that he's going to make the game interesting. So overall, the Braves have had one of the best bullpens in baseball, as good as we could have hoped for, and that's without their stud closer pitching a single inning yet. So overall, the Braves' bullpen gets an A. Without question, one of the strongest parts of this ball club to this point. So summarizing both the starting pitching and the bullpen pitching, I would give the Braves pitching overall a grade of C+, with the starting pitching being being below average with far too many walks and not nearly enough innings eaten, and the bullpen being one of the best in all the major leagues, avoiding big innings, avoiding walking batters, and keeping leads safe. So when you zoom out and take a big picture view of the Braves and you ask the question, What's been good about this team so far? Who is this team? So far, what's been good is that this team has a deep lineup that gets a lot of timely hitting, despite the fact there isn't a lot of people with really high level individual production. As a group, we get timely hits, we move runners over, we do strike out a lot, but we are able to produce runs. And the second thing that's been really good, and this will be part of what I would say this team's identity is to this point in the season, is that this is a team with a very strong bullpen that can pick up the slack in games that are close. If the Braves are within one or two runs in the fourth or fifth inning and they pull the starter, they are very much in the game. Last year when that happened, you would have said, I hope we score at least six more runs because if this is a one-run game right now, our bullpen's going to give up at least five. And I also have to highlight just how good the catcher tandem has been of Darno and Flowers, especially offensively, and just how good the defensive tandem at third of Austin, Riley, and Johan Camargo has been. They are just putting on highlight reels over there at third base. As for the not-so-good, we entered the season with starting pitching depth as one of the big question marks, and the season-ending injury to Mike Soroka made that even more of a concern. And it was encouraging to see two of the Braves' young starters pick up some of the slack this week. But overall, the starting pitching has just not been good. As we just talked about, far too many walks, not enough innings eaten, and that, coupled with the struggles of Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, and Ozzie Albies, arguably your three best players, makes it quite a surprise that the Braves are where they are at this point in the season. And the thing that was most alarming in watching Acuna and his struggles early in the season especially was he was swinging and missing on fastballs. And I mean fat fastballs. We're not talking about 98 on the black. We're talking about 96, belt high to thigh high. And he's just whiffing. I mean, pitches that he should be crushing, he can't touch. And that was probably the most concerning thing was seeing him miss pitches that weren't even good pitches and strike out three and four times a game multiple times in the first week and a half of the season. And again, I have to emphasize how poor of a start some of our Braves hitters are off to. Ender is hitting just 188. Austin Riley is hitting 118. Matt Adams, who's provided some good pop as a D.H., is still only batting 212. Johan Camargo is also batting 212. And so it's really hard to make sense of why the Braves' offense has been as good as it is. Look at their OPS and their strikeout rate. This is an offense that should be hovering somewhere around 17th to 19th in Major League Baseball, and instead they're in the top five. And I don't know if this is just one of those statistical anomalies that comes with a short season, but it really makes no sense why the Braves' offense is as good as it is, with the strikeout rates and batting averages being what they are. So you're hoping that Ozzie Albies comes off the DL, finds his stick, which would add so much to your lineup. You're hoping that Dansby Swanson doesn't cool off completely and that Ronald Acuna continues his upward trend. Because with the Braves starting pitching as it currently is, this is going to have to be a team that survives on its offense. So the hope is that this team can mash and score enough runs until the starting pitching catches up and that if it doesn't, the bullpen doesn't completely flame out by being overworked throughout the regular season. So overall, I would give the Braves an overall grade through the first quarter of B-. The starting pitching has been disappointing. The hitting has been up and down but productive. The bullpen has been outstanding. The defense has been better than average. And there's still a lot of room for improvement and reason for optimism with both the lineup and the rotation. And remember this, if you get Cole Hamels back, that is, you hope, a solid starting piece to your rotation. Someone you didn't want to have to be an ace of your staff, but someone that at least has potential to maybe give you something similar to what Dallas Keuchel gave you, hopefully a little bit better than how he pitched in the playoffs, which is a an innings-eating, reliable starting pitcher, which is something the Braves desperately need right now. So that's the Braves' quarter-run report. There's a lot to be optimistic about. The Braves have gotten off to a very, very solid start. I think they are definitely a playoff team, as James and I predicted a few weeks ago. And hopefully, we'll see them continue to grow as the season goes on. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.